If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. So we had uh, a plethora of options to talk about mm-hmm. stuff today and uh, figured it's timeless. Well, actually, it's the opposite of timeless. It's actually <laughs> timely that we'll talk about the uh, future of the MCU. It's funny, we do this like probably every year, right? We do some it kind of- It feels like it. The future of the MCU. It's only been lucrative for 10 years for us. So why yeah, not really. do it again? And I don't blame you. I, like, I, I'm not I'm not complaining. I mean, obviously we're doing it and uh, and it's, it's paying dividends. Oh but, yeah. Uh, but in, in, in earnest, there's actually an interesting position that uh, we're in as viewers, as content consumers, as fans, uh, as connoisseurs of the medium and industry. There's some great opportunity here to talk about uh, where the MCU is going forward, Mm -hmm. what the MCU even is now. Oh, yeah, because it's changed quite a lot after Infinity War. Absolutely. Well, the the fact that it's not even really a cinematic universe anymore. No, it's a multimedia experience now. Yeah, more like the MMCU, like the Marvel Multimedia (laughs) Cinematic Universe. I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm excited to to talk about this particular topic, given... um, the ramifications that we've gotten and the list of what's coming out in the future. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, at this point, it's funny because it's kind of like old hat to be like, well, here's the list of what's coming and then talk about whether we think it's going to be cool. Now it's more like the landscape of media has shifted and changed into something Ooh, yeah. that no one, eh, I'm sure somebody predicted. Not us. Yeah, I mean, and even more so now, what with we're still in the middle of a pandemic right now, which has changed how people absorb and, you know, actually get their media in a big way. Like uh, Shang-Chi there managed to be a big hit despite everything else. And it's like, wow, if that is not a testament to the power of the Marvel cinematic machine, where it's like people were literally willing to risk their lives and the lives of others to go out and see this during a long weekend. This is true. Uh, I, I will admit I was one of those people, but I was very careful about it and here's how I did it. I rented a theater. (laughs) Smart. See, I was either going to do that or as someone said, it's like, no, just see it during the week when kids are at school. You live in a small town anyway. You probably be the only one in there anyway. I'm like, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm in a very unique position. It's not one I would recommend to people uh, on a regular basis. Uh, You know, because we talked about it actually. You know, should we do this in the future until things are comfortable enough mm-hmm. for us to for us to genuinely re-enter the population yeah. and it's like to see four movies it'd be like yeah it, it, we're, we're talking triple digits here quadruple digits and it's like no no no, yeah. no 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 like i'm not overpaying for movies but in the particular situation of this it's like oh i can write off some of these expenses and mm-hmm. uh you know maybe some of our uh our, our more affluent colleagues who might want us to show up on their shows could chip in there's 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 ways around it it's yeah and it also too is like as comic book tastemakers everything like i haven't seen shang chi yet i'm like i guess maybe i should though to try and get on top of this because it is a work thing and like it is it's the longest i've gone without seeing a new marvel movie in forever which feels weird yeah the the shang chi thing is very interesting because uh there's a lot of like moving parts to it for one it's a new origin story it's Mm -hmm. a new franchise of itself because every 
Marvel movie should kind of be its own franchise. Avengers is a franchise. Yeah. Iron Man is a franchise. Hulk could could have been its own franchise, etc. There's a big uh, key to their success right there. Oh, we're not just making movies. We're making franchises. Yeah. Every movie is a franchise. And even if you don't become a franchise, you can be a supporting player in the next franchise or get the next Disney Plus show. Right, because I don't think Doctor Strange made a billion dollars, but Doctor Strange is a fan favorite character that shows up in a plethora of movies. And getting and a ton of love in stuff like like what if yeah well getting a ton of love in everything spider-man movies what if movies uh, or shows and uh, avengers movies uh, but shang chi also it's it's its own franchise it is a uh one of those tentpole new normal action adventure comedy superhero movies mm -hmm. that one would expect a particular demographic to be in slash watch that appeals to a different or at least stars a different type right which it's, is it's nice a, it's a, it's a non-white lead and cast totally and on one hand it's like i want to live in a world where none of that matters but i don't and so i recognize the importance of when it's important for someone to see themselves on the screen it's nice when everyone gets their thing when everyone gets their flowers yeah and i'm not talking about like changing everything or making Indiana Jones, you know, a woman or black or something. I'm, I'm talking about just, there's enough. There's enough for everybody. You can, and Marvel itself, Marvel inherently in its DNA is diverse. Mm -hmm. There's a gazillion oh, yeah. characters of many different credos, ethnicities, and backgrounds. We can do it all. And it's not going to take away from anything. It's not no like doubt. they made Shang-Chi instead of making some other thing, mm -hmm. you know. But, uh, but I digress. But, that, but the point I was even making about that is that like, this is another example of like, oh, go see it because, you know, it's it, it's representing a different thing while also balancing the tightrope of being this like for everybody kind of like homogenized mm. American blah, movie that like everyone like it's this McDonald's, but it appeal, but it looks like you the <laughs> viewer. Mm. And it's like, that's kind of cool. McDonald's, but looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very proud to say I actually have not had McDonald's in years now. But um, it's my guilty pleasure. It's my thing. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I indulge in fast food and a couple other things. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, but yeah, so the MCU has uh, evolved, changed, become something else. It's very interesting. Uh, and I want to talk about that and through the lens of like what's coming in the future and what the key is to, as you pointed Definitely. out, what the key is to Marvel's continued success. Or How do they keep doing it? How do they keep how, getting away with it? How do they keep doing it? And I, here's the thing. To cut to the quick with regards to how the, the MCU slash Marvel Studios continues to be successful, I think it's one of those situations where it's like, how does this millionaire keep making money it's like well you know it's like how did ariana grande create her youtube uh, be, become an uh you know a, a pop star well uh she came from a shitload of money mm. and advantage and then somehow managed to, become to make it all sensation. work what a what a bootstrap story that is <laughs> like marvel started out as a kind of like bootstrappy we risked it all and we 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 won big, but now it's like, how has Marvel continued to be successful? Well, they've been resting their laurels on success for the better part of a decade, and you know, so as long as they keep the machine running, things should be successful. Particularly when you have 
invested trillions of dollars into a device that just so happened to coincide with a global pandemic mm. so that everyone is watching as opposed to what you would hope for most people watching your exclusive to that particular app what audience yeah we're, we're gonna have to talk about the tv shows too because i remember a lot of us were thinking early on it's like oh is this going to be the thing that's a little too much is this where they overextend themselves you know telling people that they need to make appointment viewing for their next marvel thing they just don't get to plop down money and you know spend two hours at a theater will this be the thing that goes too far and like you said apparently uh for the last two years everyone's had a lot of free time <laughs> yes yes and a lot of opportunity to just watch something else i mean yeah you know for for the every once in a while you'll hear somebody who's like i've never seen star wars any of them you know there's like half a there's a dozen of these mm -hmm. movies but i've never seen any of them including the original trilogy and it's like how did you manage to be alive this long and not watch star wars been busy but now that there's like a disney plus app and marvel is synonymous with box office success and cultural awareness domination and, you could say that's what i'm saying yeah that even those holdouts might have been like sitting at home one day and just said, what is Marvel all about? And then suddenly saw I have 11 or 12 movies to choose from and just start watching them. You got even more. People, like, people do love to binge in this day and age and people, you know, love to talk about stuff on social media and people love to be able to complete stuff and being like, all right, I watched all of them. Exactly. I saw it all. And you know what? Like now I'm all caught up. So now it's not even a, it's not even a question of having to get, contextualized or caught up i just i just watch the next one and now i'm set and now i can also take place in the greater cultural conversation because again we live in an age of clout and social media and everything where everyone needs to have an opinion on everything at all times absolutely oh yeah, yeah. So, so that helps um, so that helps as well but like how does marvel keep being successful i think it's like they're resting they're, they're built on a bedrock of consistency and even if the even if the consistency isn't what you like, you know, like there there are a lot of people who like. I mean, film itself is an art form, of and course. it is, and it appeals subjective. to yeah, it's subjective. And there are some movies that appeal to most people, and then there right. are other movies that appeal to a, a smaller demographic. And you can set your watch to a number of these particular phenomenon. But when it comes sure. to the Marvel movies, they're made kind of pretty, pretty expertly to appeal to as many people as possible. Oh yeah, somehow. they got that mass appeal there. I know some people would argue, you know, the, the more snootier critics among us would be like, oh, you know, the majority of Marvel movies are only B pluses, to which I'm like, you know how hard it is to get a B plus every <laughs> single time without trying across the board and to make a billion dollars every time off your B plus? That's called finding the magic fucking formula is what that that's the golden ticket. That's the goose. What lays the golden eggs? Don't are, kill it. There are five diehard movies and there's one and a half good ones in there. Exactly. Like every franchise. How many there's there's 13 Friday 13ths. How many favorite Friday 13ths? Star Trek movies, Star Wars movies, franchise, Harry Potter movies. How many James are your Bond. favorite <laughs> James Bond? Every franchise has has unmitigated stinkers. I, I, I don't know if Harry Potter has any failures. I can. I don't think I can say that most Harry of them Potter are pretty has. solid. Uh, it was just just in terms of box office and critical failure. Like I don't True think there enough. are any Harry Potter movies where people are like, "This one is the failure." But there are like, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars, all of them. 
the fact that that series made it to the end and we ain't talking about the Golden Compass franchise or the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe franchise. I think they made another one of those. I I, I only heard that they made one or were making a second one. They changed studios at one point. I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) Right? Let it go. Let it die. How many uh, Bridge to Terabithias do we have? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that year, that arms race where everyone's like, no, we're going to be the next Harry Potter. We got the Harry Potter killer app right yeah. here. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about uh, Percy Jackson? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are unmitigated failures as well. Uh, but regardless, uh, the point is, you're right. Like, it's really hard to nail a B every time for over a decade. And I, I, I say this every time I talk about movies and it's just, it bears repeating because like I, it sounds like no one's listening. And the reason why I bring it up is because it's like the thing you need to keep in the back of your head every time. And it's like, every time I talk about Marvel, it's like, look, I like some of these movies. I like most of these movies. Mm. Like there's nothing, there's no movie from the, the MCU that I thought like, ugh. Like even even, the thing, exactly. yeah. even the worst one is pretty damn watchable on TV. Like, I'll watch Iron Man 2. I'll watch The Dark World when it's on TV. I'm like, oh, that's a funny joke when he puts the hammer on the thing. That's good shit. I like I that. elect to watch Iron Man 2, but you're right about Thor <laughs> The Dark World. Like, yeah. you can throw that on on a lazy Sunday and be like, oh, yeah. And the fact is, you've only seen it one time or two times. So, like, mm-hmm. when you catch it, you're like, right. I don't know this movie by heart. Like, some of these yeah. things maybe surprise me. I think we all re- agree that Chris Eccleston was way underutilized and sure was. But so was every actor who plays a villain. But like the uh, the point of that is, you know, with respect to the, the the film industry, when Hollywood makes a movie, they're betting billions. They're oh, yeah. betting millions and billions. And it's a casino, an entertainment casino, it's a complete casino. They are and instead of them betting on luck, chance, cards, probability. They're betting on artists, which is like insane. It's like trying to open a restaurant in America. It's like, (laughs) what are you, crazy? Why would we even bother? You know the statistics on how bad that is? But it's like you go, like going to an art fair and just, just arbitrarily looking at people's tables and going like, Here's $10 million. It's that mean, here's money, go. I'll bet that you will make me triple what I gave you on the next piece of art you made? No pressure. Oh, and I'm going to give you about like 10,000 people to help you make that. (sighs) Have you ever tried to move a couch? Yes, just recently. The more people you add to that experience, the more complicated, frustrating, and impossible. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. We got to take the legs off this, man. We got to roll it. That doorway is way too small. Who designed it like this? We've got that person who thinks they have good spatial relations. It'll fit. Like, no. So... The fact that any movie is ever made is kind of a miracle. It's like yep. Dr. Manhattan being like, human coupling is the real miracle. No, movies are the miracle. You you introduce millions of dollars, monsters, teamsters, mm. and just, just desperate people, actors, and, 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 and writers, and producers, agents. and agents. And then you got like land that you have to use to film your, your equipment, especially before the age of digital, where it was like, oh yeah, and some of that film might explode, or burn, <laughs> or melt, like, or, or if you expose it to light, it'll be destroyed you lose an entire day that cost you a million dollars to shoot that day like constant rewrites and studio notes yeah it's a miracle that any movie is ever made and then you add to that the miracle of a movie being successful and of course hollywood keeps changing the definition of success oh moving the goalposts all the goddamn time used to be you know and 
by the way, I, I, I said this on another show, and I, I think it bears repeating, and it's just like the budgets haven't really changed that much, but the expectations have quadrupled. If you like, don't make a billion, what the fuck are you even doing? Why are we even bothering? But like you still only spent $250 million. When I say only, I mean that was like the glass ceiling for Spider-Man 2 or something. Mm-hmm, I remember mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 being like, wait, they spent $200 million. And I'm like, why would you do that? You're just adding one more villain. There's nothing, there's just, what? It looks great, by the way, but you know, is it really worth $250 million to make this movie? Like, you need to make twice that, so you have to make at least $500 million to get that back. And then, everything else after that was gravy, but now it's like, no. We spent $250 million on Justice League, whatever the hell the budget was. I know it wasn't more than two that. It couldn't have been more than that, right? You would, I mean, they spent near that or more on Green Lantern, didn't they? And it right. failed so hard that they had to reevaluate everything. Well, yeah, and that was before the new normal, though. Like, also true. Green Lantern failed, like, for real. Like, not like the way Justice League only made $700 million. Right, like, right. That's that's a really good number. And what's amazing is how, how hypocritical Hollywood is, where it's like, no, 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 no. million, that's chump change. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. That's a failure. First of all, you're only looking for an additional $200 million. So it's really not that much of a failure. Secondly, you still use those numbers for previous successes as existence of successes. And that's like so frustrating. So just, just, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm taking this divergent moment just to kind of address the fact that Hollywood is a like, contradictory hypocritical monster that's also kind of like a beautiful angel like like butterfly that is a miracle it even happens so Hell like of when, a dichotomy <laughs> right so like when you get a movie much less a successful movie hollywood is just looking for any kind of roadmap to keep being successful who's got the magic touch who's got the formula yeah and and they also live in this world where it's like, if it was just that they were looking for a formula for success, that I kind of respect. I get that. You're a business. You're trying to figure out how the be- the best way to make your widgets, the best way to get the bit widgets made faster, the best way to get the widgets done quicker, the best way to get the widgets out to more people. Like I get that. That's a, that's a business decision. Makes total sense. But then you, if you add on to that, the like, oh, and by the way, the widgets that we've been making for 100 years have to suddenly make an incomprehensible amount of money every single time. But what? That's, that's outrageous. Um, we are, and I think that's tied in with the new normal, not just the new normal of expectations of box office, but also the new normal of what Marvel is becoming. Right. Which is TV, multimedia, like you said. And Unfortunately, it looks like the mid-budget box office movie has transformed into a TV show. It's a streaming service now is what it is, where it's like, look, anything that we don't think will make a billion dollars goes to streaming now, which is fine, because there's a lot of money in streaming to be made, too. People are hungry for more content. We got an entire catalog of Marvel characters and monsters and heroes and spacemen (laughs) and everything. They could all get a show. Why not? My my issue is with a statement you just made, and it's not your fault. I I I think that's where we are, but it's the question of like more people want more content. Everybody yeah. wants more content. Do they? Like that's my thing. Is like, do they really? Like, or are we conditioned to think we want more content because they need to make more content mm, in order to justify their own existence? Because oh, uh, I talked to John Centris the other day about this. And he does not agree with me, but and that's totally fair. He's entitled to his opinion. But I feel like Netflix 
is a distribution center and not a content creator. Now, obviously, they try to be. Netflix is a content creator. They build shows, and some of those shows are some of your favorite shows, and I get that. But that they cancel after only two seasons. Exactly. But the conceit, the concept, the 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 original foundation for Netflix is a distribution service. The, the, the idea of Netflix is it only the reason why it's like the same reason why Marvel's successful today is the same reason why Netflix is even a thing today, and it's because it took a risk in the beginning, and it's resting its laurels or it's building off the foundation of success. Mm. Netflix couldn't have existed in a world where studios knew that people wanted their content streaming on the internet. If True. they did, they wouldn't have given Netflix juicy contracts. They wouldn't have oh, made no, Netflix no, no. this thing to be able to get all of the shows and movies out to everyone at once. And when they figured it out, they cut off the life the lifeline. Sure did, because we're and gonna have our own streaming services. Yeah, now. we're only all we have to do is just spend triple the amount of money that Netflix spent to be what it is to try and catch up with only our catalog. At least Disney had the fortitude, the, 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 the prognostication to go, we, we can't afford to be Peacock. Mm. We can't afford to only have this catalog. We need to buy three different catalogs yep. in order to justify our existence. Because Netflix's catalog was everything. Yep. Right? And so when Netflix suddenly went from, we're the distributor of everything, to the distributor of nothing, mm. they were like, shit, we're a distribution platform with no content. We're a me we're a weapons manufacturer that doesn't make weapons. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Uh, thank you. And when you are that, you have to change gears. And it's like, well, I have all this money. I guess I'll start making content. And it's like, you don't. You can't just switch gears from a distribution house to a content farm and expect to do it right or know how it works or to get it or, or to get it right every time. And so Netflix has been playing catch up kind of with itself. Ironically. And of course, Netflix could afford to be to make binging the new normal because they had everything and there was no there was virtually no real competition. And so normalizing binging made meant that something that would have lasted you a year lasts you a weekend. If so you're lucky. You have to make more content faster and more. You have to make more content even faster. And you better hope people don't want to unionize at any point during that too, or else you're going to have to pull the plug on everything. Oh, don't even consider the human element of how we keep <laughs> it feasible. I'm just talking about them normalizing the need to consume more content. And it's like, I don't think we really do need that much content the reality is netflix made a mistake making binging normal and these greedy companies that all severed their contracts with netflix to make their own terrible greedy services ruined everything <laughs> by basically creating a nebulous in the cloud internet-based cable system sucks mm -hmm. and so i don't think that we need more content, but here we are, right? We're going to get it thing. anyway. We're going to get it anyway until it implodes. And I don't think it really can. It's just that more of these companies will implode and be absorbed by... Uh, by. So there will only be two companies at the end of the day. Isn't it always down right. to two binary choice? I mean, I mean, to bring back what we said before, I think, you know, one of the great secret weapons within the greater MCU is this consistency thing where it's like, look, you know, when you pick up a Marvel thing, you're going to have this much fun, 
this much barrier of entry. And so far, they haven't really messed it up yet. All these yeah. Marvel shows have been really good and really different and offered, you know, some fun stuff that you might not be able to get in a full-on movie and everything. You know, they're changing themes. They're changing ideas. Hawkeye's going to be a Christmas show. Yeah. I think it's the complete opposite of where the Netflix Marvel shows kind of dropped the ball. And I always felt like this should be an episode two, kind of like a post-mortem talking about oh, that. Netflix shows. Yeah, it's a good uh, idea. I think those Netflix shows asked too much of you a lot of the time. You know, there was a lot of barrier of entry, took a long time to get anywhere, and boy, did they bet on the wrong horse that was Iron Fist. Like, no, they're really going to care about the lore and the backstory in this one when we build Defenders. And by the time Defenders is out, it's like, oh, I didn't really finish Jessica Jones, and like, you know, I'm a couple episodes behind. Should I really watch this? Well, I know what's going on, and in the end, people didn't. Right, right. And the Netflix failure or eventual termination has a lot to do with uh well it has a lot of factors right it has to do with mm -hmm. you know, the issue of i think that at the end of the day it has to do with the fact that it came at a time when fervor for marvel was at an all-time high yep and there was a demand i think the only reason why they were successful is because of the juggernaut that was mcu right and when people found out that they didn't matter Mm -hmm. people reject that's what hurt completely because like people will forgive people apologize for forgive i like iron man too people defend Same. the dark world like people will defend the lesser considered largely marvel movies because they like them and people like the netflix shows and i get that and i do well, too there's, I there's like, good stuff in them there's some really good stuff in there they made some missteps the shows are too sure long did. and obviously i think disney and others have figured out like binging is 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 bad for your bottom line you got to stretch it out yep you can't just give everybody everything so like binging was a mistake because netflix like daredevil was only relevant for 72 hours and then you had to wait for the next show and like so in order to make those shows quickly and cheaply you know you had to make like samey episodes you couldn't really bloat it was bloat it, and that's the thing is like you need completely more uh what is it unnecessary and just unfun side plots like in almost all these shows like okay what's the side plot i'm gonna hate in this that has nothing to do with any marvel character exactly exactly but uh but barring the netflix uh situation the defenders and how and, and what a what a, what a disappointment it ended up being despite Indeed. how much i love daredevil punisher luke mm. cage jessica jones absolutely not all of it Daredevil, I liked all of it. Daredevil Punisher, was I liked solid. almost all of it. Again, Jessica it Jones, had some side plot problems. Yeah, Jessica Jones, I watched the first season. It's very <laughs> solid. Season two gets weird and experimental because it's like, uh-oh, we used all the stuff people know in season one. There's what no are, more. What are we going to do now? Uh-oh, yeah. why yeah. did we agree to do a season two? Right. And, I that's, think that, and that's yeah. another thing I think these Marvel uh, Disney Plus shows are getting. Not everything's going to get a season two. You want to see more Sam Wilson, Captain America? Go watch his movie. And that's fine. By the way, yeah. like I think that's great because it's leaning into the versatility of being a multimedia company. Yep. Like I remember when George made uh, made Shadows of the Empire. And it was like it was a book, a video game, a comic book, a soundtrack, an action figure line, like a model kit. Like it, it was everything but the movie. And it's like, you can enjoy every aspect of Shadows of the Empire from different angles. And if you want it all, you buy it all. And if you don't want to buy it all, no big deal. You're still going to get all of what the experience that you're looking for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Genius mm -hmm. move. And Marvel, it's like Marvel Disney, you have the ability to do that. Lean the hell into it. And that's the new normal for them. That's funny because, uh, 
oh, we were talking about uh, Star Wars recently and why like it isn't the juggernaut that Marvel is. Like, why didn't Star Wars end up being the same thing? Like, how can Marvel and Star be. Wars? Yeah, because you know the Disney expected Star Wars to be Marvel 2.0. Like, mm. basically just a complementary franchise that was going to run side by side. The one every year. Two, two to three billion dollars a year. And it wasn't. And it's like, well, you fucked up Star Wars, Disney. I'm sorry. Like at the end of the day, just just from an objective business standpoint, you fucked up Star Wars. I like most of the Disney Star Wars stuff, kind of, but like even I recognize you fucked it up. And to, arguably, uh, to, to, to use a wrestling term, they they hot shot at the angle is what they did. You you went for the nostalgia pop when you should have been building new stars. I, I think you can do both. Mandalorian manages to do both. I think Mandalorian walks that line really well, and it's also cheaper too. Apparently, people also want Star Wars to just be cheaper as well. I don't need. I would love a space battle. I'd love a dope space battle, but I don't need like the biggest space battle I've ever seen. Or if I do, it's got to be in the third act of the last chapter. It can't be every damn movie is the biggest space battle I've ever seen. Can we just uh, have grungy dudes in cantinas scowling at each other? That's what I like about Star Wars. It's just when you do when you decomplicate it, when you when you remove sci-fi from Star Wars, you get more people. That's for me, that's it. Star Wars ain't sci-fi. Star Wars is a fantasy series. And the more in the weeds you get with Star Wars, the more you lose everybody. Because if Star Wars was an evergreen franchise that everybody loved, then those books would have sold like crazy. You know, the books they sold for the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. You know, the books that, like, the nerds read, that your nerdy Star Wars friend is complaining they threw away. Those people. Because that's when it gets in the weeds. Star Wars becomes specific. When you get specific with Star Wars... You nailed it. You lose it. You lose what the magic of Star Wars is. And it's what Marvel hasn't done yet. They haven't gotten in the weeds yet. They haven't got specific. Oh, there's canon. There's lore. There's lots of what if we'll, you know, explain and explore and have fun with it and twist it. But at the end of the day, you don't actually need to see everything, which I think that's the real secret weapon too. Yes. Oh, we're selling you the joy of continuity of being a fan and connecting all the yes. dots on your string board. But you don't actually we don't expect you to actually see it. oh sure next time kang shows up and so you're like oh well what's his deal they didn't quite explain it. well we got a whole loki show right here <laughs> for you tell you all about it now give what? us uh money for the month for disney oh, plus no that's the thing is that like the the continuity is superficial it's the idea of continuity which is brilliant right like all it's expecting you to do is remember what happened last time yeah oh i know like, that guy Right, like it's why, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Uncle? C why, why Carl Winslow is in Die Hard Two? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like cashing in nostalgia. Uh, it's it's weird. Like, it's actually kind of brilliant. I feel like it might be like a good formula they figured out, and why Mandalorian? Like, you don't get Mandalorian without the failure of the of the of the Ray Skywalker trilogy, right? Because like they went too far. And then they're like, let's scale it back. Let's do fan service, but like creatively driven from mm. one source. Like, you know, everybody loves Dave Filoni. Of course. I appreciate the work. I like his done. cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, it's great. Uh, but I think that the the major success of The Mandalorian is thanks to John Favreau's direction. It's sure John helps. Favreau's. I think it's John Favreau's vision. Like, he's like, make it not complicated. Just give me Star Wars again. My Star Wars, just do that again. 
And it's like, make, that's make it palatable for people. Each episode is just another episode of a show that came out 35, 40 years ago. It's just the legend of Kung Fu or whatever. It really is. It's just Lone Wolf and Cub. It's just it's just every it's the Lone every, Wanderer. Yeah, it's 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 all you need. And then Dave Filoni adds that little element of like, like all. Uh, what if I put some nerd stuff. shit in here? And that's that's to satisfy you, like. And it does it. satisfy me, Dave. Thank you. Right, but like <laughs> me, who didn't want to watch that shit, I just watch it for the Mandalorian and the like window dressing of the original show. And we totally can is the best part. We can yeah. be two totally different fans enjoying the same thing. Same damn thing. Who'd have thought that? That's what that's what you that's what happens with a with a with a major successful franchise like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, you can watch because you know the stories and the lore and the characters and how it all connects. And maybe you're a YouTuber like us and you can make videos theorizing what it's going to be in the future and what it can all mean and everything. Or you can just be a mom because my mom likes those movies because <laughs> they, they live on her paths. Like, oh, I, I like that Iron Man fellow. Yeah, He's right? pretty fun, isn't he? Yeah. So people, I, I think that the, the key to Marvel's continued success is a little bit of hegemony. Like, you know, it's it's having something consistent it's it's going by a formula because they know it works i get that y'all mess but with they, success but they also have this opportunity because of these shows and because of this like this new platform that has double the audience of the movie going populous where you can still test you can test so because the reality is if you made the same movie like if if consistency was all it took for success Every movie would have been the same movie for the last hundred years. But it isn't exactly. They, they know when to experiment. They're like, well, maybe we do a WandaVision this time. Maybe we do two episodes that are weird, black and white, Nick at night throwbacks. And we don't care if you like those two because we already made a billion dollars off you. You'll either get it or you won't. And that's fine. <laughs> and that's all they need. Like, it, it, it doesn't take much. And so here we are in this opportunity where they can like it, it's why major hollywood studios sent people to sundance to buy movies that yes. they would never make yes it's to, to and then like the movie lucky number slevin doesn't come out of a post <laughs> doesn't come without tarantino's influence on good, hollywood good fucking lucky number slevin god i say kansas city shuffle all the time i, I enjoy that movie same but like if there wasn't a Tarantino, no one would have even thought to make that movie. Oh no, of course. And not. Hollywood would never greenlit that movie. And I'm just, and I, by the way, it's not like Lucky Number Eleven was a was a box office critical darling. And everyone it really loves wasn't. it. It's just, but it was, it's emblematic of Hollywood's predilection for making the same thing or trying we recognize to these things yeah well maybe if i put if it, it's all alchemy for them it's mm. it's it's just trying to get the alchemy right and uh so this disney plus thing and the the reality is disney has the versatility and the options they have the options with hulu which they own mm -hmm. and disney plus to actually innovate or whatever the equivalent for disney is because like disney's never gonna really innovate not artistically i mean within reason like they say i i think they've also mastered this thing too it's like we do our product testing but we make money off it too yeah is the thing like yeah. these <laughs> these are all product tests is what they're oh you like sam Wilson? cool we'll make another captain america then with him in it absolutely we thought you would but we're just gonna product test it anyway as a oh, show yeah 
Oh, what if is a brilliant market research? Oh God, yes, that's absolutely what it is. Because you just you, uh, what are the metrics on each episode? Oh, the Marvel Zombies episode got triple the views. Well, then, then maybe we are we making do a that. Marvel Zombies movie show spinoff, whatever. Oh, people like Evil Doctor Strange. Oh, maybe we should put Evil Doctor Strange in more things. We can do that, right? That's within our power. Yeah. Ooh, people really like Killmonger a lot, right? Oh, well, you know, we we need a new Black Panther actually, so <laughs> we can make that happen. Right. I they it, it, there's a great opportunity here for them to to test and 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 within the safeguards that Disney is comfortable with. It's it's Machiavellian. It's it very disgusting. It's not artistic, but it it is brilliant in it's terms beautiful of beautiful in its way. Marvel is allowed to then innovate secretly in in plain sight. To, so, to, to use our gambling analogy from before, it's like you see a guy counting cards, like that motherfucker's counting cards. He's got a system. He's figured it out. He yeah. does. He knows how to not lose. Right. But it's like if that count, if that card counter somehow encouraged other people to gamble more. Yes. Like, so that more people are coming. They're like, we're going to let him count cards so that more people come to, to those, the table because the they table. think they can win too. Yes. This is it's it's brilliant where. Marvel, the key to Marvel's success in, in in cinema and television is the versatility of their media, is the mm -hmm. ability to to test everything in plain sight, make money off of it, and then use the market research they've gleaned from making it for you to make more of it for you. If the winds change and more people prefer like street level stuff, they're going to make more street-level stuff. Guess what the next phase is going to be. I cannot help but think of Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. This is how I win. This is how I win. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, I think we've, we've touched upon it. I want to jump into some Super Chats. because some people Yes, we got a lot of good points. ones. And uh, that is actually how we can sponsor today's show. If you want to help us out by sponsoring today's episode, you can do so by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the program. Or uh, if you really want to help us out and you don't have any scratch, no big deal. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, and it'll help us out there too. Uh, Yahina Lam says, can someone buy DC from WB so that we actually get good movies in a proper DC movie franchise? Yahin, here's the thing. In in incidentally, Warner Brothers isn't really in charge of dc anymore no because they're controlled by at&t and it's a whole big thing now well, and now at&t has like divorced has diverted remember discovery is in charge oh yes that's right so actually there is an opportunity for content creators you know it's discovery so it's like maybe it'll be flea market flip with batman in it or maybe <laughs> it'll, which by the way is a brilliant show and i wish i could watch it but i'll be damned if i pay for discovery plus i will be damned before i, do I hear you i hear but, you man uh, but uh, yeah, but at least there's the, the possibility. Like, we've seen what AT&T can do with DC. Let's see anybody else. <laughs> so we're going to see what Discovery has, to, has in store. Uh, Super Luigiac, once again, shout out to Joel, because why not? Why not? Aw, thank you. Cosmic Reader, it's funny to see, to me, to see people still predict when MCU will have its first flop. Personally, I'll wait until it happens or when Kevin Feige leaves. Mm. I, I, liked, I, I think I want to equate uh, Marvel to Apple. Mm. Kevin Feige is the Steve Jobs, where it's like, Apt. you know, even but more friendly. Yes, and, and, and more human. But uh, yeah, uh, but he wears um, baseball caps and jeans. Yeah, he's right. He's like one of us. <laughs> I I also feel like he's actually read these books sometimes and actually knows what he talks about. Yeah, he's read some nice. of them. And yeah. uh, but it's but even his even his demeanor is brilliant theater. 
He always shows up to the big board of trustees meeting with people who they wear the $10,000 suits. Mm -hmm. I wear the jeans and the Marvel t-shirt and my baseball cap. And I look like I'm just a regular Joe. I'm your friend. Now we now we'll defend him. Uh, But also, uh, yes, when Feige is gone, Marvel will fail. It will be very interesting because, again, to use the Golden Goose allegory, get he seems to be the guy. All roads lead to him. He seems yeah. to have this whole thing on his back, which probably isn't healthy. I can only imagine how many hours a night this man sleeps, <laughs> if at all. I, on top of a giant pile of <laughs> pile money. Of money. Surrounded yes. by many beautiful women. I feel it's... like, I mean, like, I would just chill because I know, because I know the math. The algorithm has got it now. We just, now just make... Just, just, you know, don't stop, you know, make a sleepwalker show, make a deathlock show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just as long as you make it like generically con- connecting with some audience, we'll be fine. We tried to have a deathlock show. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. there for a couple seasons. That was rough. That was really rough. It was exciting for a minute. I'm like, deathlock? What? Yeah, a comic thing. Yeah, but he looked like crap. Uh, so uh, with respect to that, yeah, uh, Marvel's going to have its own. It will. Marvel will have a flop. It's inevitable because anything that goes up must come down. The Western wasn't the dominant movie franchise in America forever. It eventually came to an end. Yeah, I, I just, but the math is solid where the flop will, the flop might be, you know, my concern is that the flop will come from innovation as opposed to mm. some outside force. Cause the flop could have come be from bad. something like the coronavirus, like another pandemic or another right, thing right. that keeps people from the thing that you that, that you want to watch but uh the other thing could be that like the flop comes from them being like wow let's try something new let's get creative over here and they're definitely in a refresh phase right now yes. is the thing where it's like hey we're introducing the kate bishops and you know wanda's gonna have a bigger role moving forward and we got the sam cap and everything where it's like look you know we we had 10 years of the old mcu but now it's gonna look a little new and fresh and i'm like okay that's that's good that's how you should do it because if you just kept throwing money at robert downey jr until he was old and gray and it's like iron man 10 all right we're doing it again everybody that i feel like is something that like the old guard would do absolutely you know it's why the new avengers are gonna look like statue like they're gonna look like the young avengers gonna be patriot and stature and hawk and and, you know kate bishop and spider-man like it's gonna be there's gonna be some magnet characters there that pull you in you know but the old guard will be will be moved out which is fine and good and probably healthy for this whole thing. If you want to keep it going, yeah, you got to make it look fresh and shiny and new. Yeah. Bomber guy. I think it's audience trust. And if they want to continue, they need to keep that agreed. Yeah. Yes. No, audience trust is key in a big way. And not even just like super nerds like us, like regular Joe and Jane popcorn trust. And it's like, okay, you know, I only see a couple movies a year. Let's go see the new Marvel one. Cause they're usually always pretty good. And I don't feel like I wasted my money on it. You know, uh, I feel like there might be something behind, you know, one day if they do lose Kevin Feige, the biggest mistake they could make is making a fan that Mm. role because that's when they'll get like, they'll want to get specific and in the weeds about it. It's like, it's why you hear rumblings of them talking about the next end game type movie being secret wars 84 and not like Annihilation mm. or some some slightly more complicated, the Korvac saga, yeah. Avengers Forever. You know, we can use elements from Avengers Forever. Oh, time travel, different versions of our characters, sure. But like Secret Wars, the bad guys are in this base, the good mm-hmm. guys are on this base. They, they fight. fight. 
that everybody can get behind. When you start getting in the weeds with these characters, you Star Wars it, and you lose that could be the a problem. audience. So, anyway, uh, Dan Wesley helping us out with an adorable super sticker. Thank you very much. I love hey. these. Uh, I love these Shebas. Uh, Jace Jensen, Iron Man would still be a B plus character if not for the movies. And RGJ, the Guardians it's would true. not be in the books if not for the movies. Oh God, absolutely. We have seen the effect of the movies on a major scale in the comics. In fact, sometimes it's hard to tell. It's like, well, who's who's driving the bus anymore? Is the yeah. are the movies driving the comics or are the comics driving the movies now? I can't tell sometimes. Yeah. What's interesting is like some of these characters might still have books if you kept going. Like the Guardians had a solid book sure did. and a solid event that that surrounded them before any movie like yep. long before any movie so i would i would argue that the guardians might still be around or they might just be in like, a much different form much different form they'd be more fringe they'd be more they, in, they wouldn't be as might, fun or as funny anymore mc might be talking about making that now as opposed to making it back then you know, quite possibly but, uh, but yeah uh w vang 0013 the fantastic beasts a Harry Potter franchise was a failure. The sequel was so bad, Warner Brothers put the entire thing on hold. I forgot about Fantastic Beasts. That's how hard it is. It's, it's easy to forget about Fantastic Beasts because they're just that bad. It's funny. Everyone hated the second one. Like, oh, no, the second one is what killed this franchise. I'm like, motherfucker, the first one was just as bad, and you all said I was being overly critical about it. Yeah, no, they're both horrible. The, the thing about that is that I don't consider Fantastic Beasts really a Harry Potter franchise. Because it's not. He ain't in those movies, is he? Like, no. it's not about him. It's like when you make Star Wars movies without the Skywalkers in it, and it suddenly becomes, like, a problem. It's also all the bad parts of prequels, too. Yes. Yeah, it's all the bad parts. So Dumbledore had, like, 40 really, really, really rough years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Algie Try, Elseworlds. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's right. Uh, Tevia has a question. Any opinion on people that say the MCU is going SJW? Nope. Uh, I don't Mina think Quirty, about those people at all. I don't. Mina Quirty, uh can't tune in for long, but I'm curious how helpful do you think the lack of content for a year has been for MCU burnout? That helped too. I that will also, say. In a very unexpected way, I think so as well, where it's like, ooh, we made them miss it. We made them want it more. And I think we could have dumped Black Widow out the same way they dumped out Wonder Woman there, but we didn't. We yeah. kept it because we yeah. knew as soon as theaters could open, people would be really stoked to see a nice, warm, friendly Marvel movie. What's funny about that is that, like, because I would say that that was a that was a good display. Uh, this this use of time was a good display of like maybe the like the hope for these studios to actually like learn the right lessons from their experiences. But you can see from the Scarlett Johansson Disney situation. Oh yes, that they are still hold Hollywood about it. That yeah, like. that's that also too you know another secret to the mcu they've been very scandalous over the thing it's been a pretty well-oiled machine it's only been in the last little bit where it's like oh that's not good oh that's not good either yeah with respect to scarlett johansson in that situation you know that they were just like she You're ain't in the these door movies anyway. no more get her out of here like that's not what you do no it's not no. how you handle it that's but that's a very old school way of handling it very much like, it's a good indication that like they they are still run by the same people. And it's like even if she's hard to work with, even if she said lots of dumb shit about I should be allowed to play any ethnicity I want, and I totally work with Woody. You still signed a contract with her though. Yeah, so, yeah. So you, you do the gentlemanly thing, and then you go, okay, see you down the road. And now we have what was it, Florence Pugh? Is yeah. Her name? Yeah. She, she never heard a soul, and isn't she wonderful? She's our new friend now. You just pay her the goddamn money. It's, it's one, so simple. It's it's one of those things where it's like I I always say that like 
Oh, you want Spider-Man in your movie? Just pay the goddamn money. You want Daredevil? Just pay the god. You don't want to, you want to be scandal-free? Just pay him. Pay the Just money. give him the money. Now, obviously, you know, you can't always do that because it's it's not fiscally responsible. You're going to set a precedent for having to pay. But like you, Hollywood what? egos run amok where it's like, but if I pay them now, then I have to admit I did wrong. If you have the largest army and you keep avoiding war, then what the hell do you have the army for? <laughs> like just pay the money. And what you do is you use more money to hide that you paid the money. You just don't get it out. You know, you give them so much money. They shut their mouths. <laughs> You know, you Scarlett Johansson's upset. You know, there's no way she didn't have Feige's phone number. She didn't oh, yeah. text him, motherfucker. How come I didn't get paid? And yeah, then he calls on? his bosses because he's paid by somebody. Hey. And it's like they all work together and they go, Scar, come on over. They come over, they quietly hash it out. Or yes, it should be easier. They call their best lawyer that, that, that has a relationship with her and they tell him, this is the glass ceiling for how much she can have. Start with this. Go up, see, call us. Get up to here. That's how much she's paid. And then just make and tell her, keep it under your hat. It just That's so it didn't need to be the way that it ended up being. And it never does, and it's always avoidable. Now, there's some people who are unstable, and they make it really difficult. I don't think she's one of those people. I think it's just more like, it, it, just you thought you could Hollywood your way out of this, and you need to not. Yeah. So, uh, what was it? The ca uh, the Captain Coon. You give us consistent content releases with consistently good quality, and people will watch and will wait for the next thing to come out. That's true. That's what pretty it, that's much. It. If there's a formula, that's it. Hmm. But there is a downside to that. There is a darker side to that. It's called YouTube. Yeah. You you can make a consistently good thing, and you can put it out every week without fail for years. And the reality is you need to reinvent, you need to reinvigorate, you need to add something to it because if you don't, you will eventually lose your audience. Your You'll audience will be buried. You have to, you have to have new turnover. You have to have turnover every couple of years because you can't survive on the old audience. You need constant new blood that comes in to keep your, to keep you, keep your consistency fresh because like it's, it's weird, but it's true. It's just not enough. Like w tell me that you're still subscribed to the same YouTube channels you're subscribed to like five years ago. Oh no. But people I thought that I would be fans of forever that I have yeah. not watched in forever. Right. And then you watch it and you're like, nah, I'm kind of done. Like you just, you just lose it. And it's like, it's not bad. They didn't do anything wrong. No. It's just, you just, it you just, just happens. Stop. It's weird human nature in the internet age. I use this as the example every time. Apparently, like my friend tells me this, or he did back back in the day. Uh, serial killers. Uh, there's the, this weird kind of like situation in ingrained in them, or not all of them, but some of them, where like they have a number, the kill limit. Kill. They reach the kill limit, and then they stop. And it's like, why you don't catch all of them? Because they just they've killed the number that they that they can't kill anymore, and they go ah, and they just fade away into obscurity. <laughs> You have a you have a view limit on like things you like. I believe that's true. Like I think that there is a there is a there's a limit. I think like, you're onto something. At some point, like because here's the thing, I, I like you see these like collectors who have like their rooms and they're filled mm -hmm. with these action figures. One day they go into that room and they look at it all and they go, I hate all of this. Like <laughs> time to sell all of this. Yeah, I have to get rid of it all. And it's like it's just the nature of the beast. Consistency is not enough. Uh, Syfy Life says, what's the best first read for Avengers starting Marvel reading today? Uh, honestly, it really depends on what your version of the Avengers is. If True. you want to get comic book Avengers, you can't go wrong with Busick. You can't go wrong with uh, uh, 
you know, maybe John's, I don't remember how his run is, but I know it's like really like quick, to, quick and easy to jump yeah, into. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't start with John's though. I might start with like, um, yeah, I'd start with Busick or, or, I mean me, I don't really like the Avengers. Like I like the Avengers now, but you like, like the new Avengers, I like you the like the Bendis stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But so I would jump on with Bendis because like it was consistent and it was fun and it, it was like, it, it keep changing over. And you get a lot of spinoff books there too. You start reading that, then you eventually hit, you know, secret invasion and civil war and all the well, stuff. And after that spins civil war, you can, you can diversify. Like you, if you're, if you're done with new Avengers, check out mighty Avengers, like, you know, just keep it going. Um, but there's a lot of Avengers runs that I would, I would just read stories, you know, like I might check out, um, you know, if you want to know about the classic stories, you could read some of those, but like, it depends on what your sensibilities are, you know, like you can read the Kree scroll war, but it's not really about them. Don't start with Hickman either. That's a little, it's a little advanced. It's just, it's just, it's not even, I, I don't want to make you feel like it's too smart for you or anything, but it's just, it's, it's very in the weeds. There's a it's lot of shit going on there. Shit, and it's, and it's mostly his own shit that he's yes. just adding to it, but it's too big. Yeah. You want to start the, small. The, the Avengers are there in the background somewhere. Exactly. Uh, Abe Sapien has an adorable emoji. Thank you so much for this Shiva. Uh, who's an artist, I think, or nope. They're just, they're just doing their famous fan dance, but thank oh. you. MNNM says, but the real question is, when do you think it will stop being successful and why? People are talking about how the bubble will burst for years, but Marvel keeps going strong. Well, hopefully, I think by this point we have addressed a lot of that. But one of the main things I think is the the, the versatility of the material uh, and the willingness to innovate using the available media that they Absolutely. have. The fact that they change genres all the time. It's like, okay, so it's a superhero thing, but it's also a spy show. Eh, but we're also doing Highlander, too, at the same time. And like, eh, it's a Spider-Man, but it's also like uh, multiversal. What's funny is they're really good at also cosmetically making you think it's that. Like, sure. there's a spy movie. It's just another Marvel movie. Is there a supervillain with a costume? Is there a big fight at the end with an explosion or five? Like, it's all the same thing. It's just, yeah, but we made some 007 illusions. Exactly. I mean, like, even even Civil War, which is, like, really well executed. You know, Winter Soldier, well executed, but it still has a big, stupid CGI fight at the end. It has all the beats, but it just has a little bit of a different dressing. So, like, it has that ability to kind of, like, trick your brain into thinking you're watching something new. You, um, you didn't notice, but your brain did. Exactly. Uh, Scarlet Hottie, the MCU, could have easily fallen into the same dumb blockbuster traps as Green Lantern and Bayformers. Instead, they went the Star Wars Jaws date night English teacher has a poster of this blockbuster route. Brilliant. I agree. It's brilliant. I, I don't know if it's even as smart as Jaws. Like, I don't think some of these are as smart or as like subtle as Jaws. But like the Bayformers movies, you know, don't forget, those are also successful. Sure are. Well, for all the worst reasons. Like, you know, I think it is too. It's a level of consistency, but then it's like every so often you get a Guardians or a Black Panther yeah. or, you know, a Winter Soldier. It's like, oh, not only was that good, you know, for the genre and for the material, that was just good in general. Right. I just enjoyed that. It was a real story or it had something to say or at the very least it connected with me on some level. Uh, the other thing that we've, we neglected to talk about, and it's, it's why Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange. It's why... Chris Pratt is Star Lord. Like it, it's why the posters are faces instead of like real posters, mm -hmm. and it's the it's the casting. It it's is. Just, it's all been great. It's all casting, and it's not even necessarily good casting. Like it was. It started with good casting, but I think now it's not quite stunt casting. It's actually kind of Machiavellian in its execution. It's casting people who are relevant who are in the zeitgeist already, who you know and you recognize immediately and you connect with. And when you connect relevance from the actor to the material, 
you know, it elevates the material into more relevant territory. So you are thinking, you're associate like Doctor Strange was a perfect example. You could have done something else, Doctor Strange. You could have made it really, really esoteric. You could have made oh, it yeah. really genre bending. You could have cast anybody as Doctor Strange, but they went with Benedict Cumberbatch because he was hot at the moment. He was hot at the time. And listen, he's great. I like him. He's doing it, and he's done a phenomenal job with Doctor Strange. It just, just so happens he's a great actor too. Yeah. But I believe that it was 30% he's great. And 70% he's hot now. And will probably remain hot in the future. So we wanna we wanna get in in the Cumberbitch business. I don't even think it's that. I don't even think it's like that they'll be that they'll that their their star will never fall. It's just that their star is up now. And Doctor Strange is too niche. Like we will not get everyone with Doctor Strange. Like Marvel isn't ubiquitous with consistency, quality, and everybody yet. It's getting there, but I'm still a little afraid of it. So I'll I'll tether this brand to this guy that everyone's talking about mm. right now so that at least Dr. Strange is relevant right now. Perfect example. Eternals where it's like, Hmm, you know, it's pretty obscure. It's a little out there. Yep. What if we put Angela fucking Lena Jolie in it? Then what'll happen? What if we put Kumail Nanjiani in it? I, that I'm going to love it because I'm just a big booster of that guy's. You know why in he's in it? Because it's Kumail Nanjiani and he was very big when they made this movie. Yeah. The big sick was really good. They were just, he's, he was big and not like big where he's like, everyone can say his freaking name correctly. It's more like he's big where, you know, him, you know, his face, you know, he's his trending. Voice. You've seen him. He's trending. Like, you know, him, you will associate it. If eternal seems impenetrable, at least Kumail Nanjiani will be there. Like, yeah, it's getting you. It's just, it's, it's, it's really brilliant. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Milkman says, do you think the MC will eventually become impenetrable for the general audience like certain comic books? I think that people, I think if it was ever going to be, it already is for the people it ever would have been. Yeah, again, I, I agree. Where it's like, you don't get this long in and not become impenetrable and then suddenly start one day again. They're playing with some more interesting ideas now, like the Kangs and like the variants and all this other stuff that's going to take part later. But again, hey, if you're confused, don't worry. Just watch the Loki show and then <laughs> you're all up to speed. Generally right. seems to be where they're going with this. Yeah, that's true. And that's even true. then, maybe just watch the last Loki episode where Jonathan Major steps on out and literally does a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> for you. Right? Jonathan I Majors explains the Loki universe. And why not? I I do believe that the mar that the movie going audience has has people said that the ultimate universe was impenetrable mm. after only like ten years, mm -hmm. and it's like, is it like was it? Did you re like? Is it really that hard to get into it? Like they're like it's all this continuity, and I'm like, well then I guess every other Marvel comic is 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 quintuple the amount of impenetrability, right? Because there's 50 more years of experience and continuity on that book. I mean, it's like, did they, did they say that just because they're like, yeah, well, the problem is, is that they like killed everyone here in the yeah. ultimate verse. That's where the real problem no, started. The problem is that they like stopped giving a shit and they gave it to bad people that are like people who were bad with the universe. That's the problem with the ultimate universe. It wasn't continuity. Mm. Everybody who wants to, and you know what it is? That's just loud people who have a problem with continuity. And in the comic book industry, in the comic book fandom, there are like, you throw a rock, you hit 10 of them where there are people who are like, you know what the real problem is with comic books? I don't want to read them all. Yeah. And so continuity has to go because I don't want to read all those freaking books. And it's like, first of all, you don't effing have to. No, Second no one ever all, said you did. Yeah, nobody ever said you did. 
And third, why do I have to suffer? Why does everyone else have to because of have you. to conform it? Because you're too lazy to to pick up to to click. Yeah, it's really. all it takes. Watch Benny tell you about it. Read a Wikipedia article. Listen or, to us. Or God help you, read a freaking book once in a while. Like it, it, it's if you have a problem with continuity at this point, have a problem with it because because there are too many books that reference it, or it has. But even then, I feel like it's just it's just bullshit arguments that are used to say, I don't want like n- there's no way that justify my people. laziness. Yeah, I don't believe these are these are people who are reading this book and going like, God, this book, this comic book is so engaging. I'm so engrossed in the story and connecting all these characters and the rising action and falling action of this tale are so are just so brilliantly executed that I just I don't. Oh no, they referenced a book that happened 40 years ago. Now I'm completely pulled out of the story. Like, yeah, exactly. Have you ever read a book that was 300 pages? It referenced something <laughs> that happened in 50, and page 50. Well, this book is impenetrable. <laughs> you know who never complains about this? I brought this up on uh, Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Soap opera fans. How right. many? Every day, someone new starts watching Coronation Street or EastEnders or General Hospital, and those shows have been on TV for a long-ass time, yeah. and no one ever seems to complain, but they get involved just fine. Or, or long-standing franchises. You know, like, I've never met a Star Trek fan or Star Trek-adjacent fan who was like, I'd like to get into Star Trek, but it's just too much Star Trek. <laughs> like, wh- What? Just pick and choose. Yeah. If there's something you don't understand, there's probably something explaining it somewhere. Exactly. But just figure it out for you. You're a grown up. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do homework, though. It makes me feel like I'm doing homework. Well, then I guess you won't understand that. It's entertainment. Just watch the goddamn show <laughs> or read the comic book or watch the movie. If If you're reading comic books and you're doing it for work or you're doing it because you need to under because you need to know then you don't like comic books. You just want to be a know-it-all. Mm. 343 Birmingham says, the MCU already did have a flop. It was called The Inhumans. No, that was a Marvel TV show. And Different. We, were meant to, we were led to believe that was part of the MCU. But you know who didn't feel the burn of that failure? Anyone involved in the movies. Kevin Feige no. did not feel bad about the failure of the Inhumans. If anything, now, Inhuman stands as a beautiful testament to like, nah, we can tank a failure failure like that on the fringes. Doesn't do shit to us. We're In fact, we're going to do Miss Marvel again and reintroduce those characters and you're not going to remember shit about it. You're not going to even complain. I, I, I'm the, the Inhumans is a funny thing because it is so objectively bad, but so is Iron Fist. And there's like two seasons of that bad show. Oh, I know. Uh, so like same guy, Scott fucking Buck. How did he I get know. to fuck up twice? I don't know. Now it is problematic. It is an issue because it is bad. Like it's, you could say the MCU is an unblemished record, but because the Marvel logo is on the Inhumans mm. and Iron Fist, people can say, haha, but actually those things associated with your brand suck. And it's like, yes, they are bad and failures. And it's like, you can't divorce yourself from that. Or at least you have to try. You have to divorce yourself from it. As opposed to, you didn't understand it or you didn't appreciate it. Or, you know, like, mm. actually it was the coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. Inhumans is just a bad show. Yeah. And there's nothing they can ever do about that except say, well, those shows aren't in canon. <laughs> yeah, d- didn't happen. Variant universe. Isn't it great that we invented that concept? So now anything we don't like or that doesn't jive, we can just say happened in a variant timeline. Or that we do like and we want to be lazy about and just pull in. Like, now we don't have to worry about it. Like, uh, you know what? Like, they probably had a very, very, they had probably a lot of long meetings about who was going to be the new J. Jonah Jameson. 
Oh, I'm sure. And they just went, ah, oh, fuck it, just make a J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Everyone loves them anyway. We want to work with them. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like, well, because they went, well, J.K. Simmons actually fits the bill for all the stunt casting we do. Like, he's an Academy Award winning actor. Everybody knows who he is. They already love the character. It, no it scandals. Be, no scandals. It'll have, like, an association with the brand. Like, it, it actually makes more sense to cast him than it does to recast J. Jonah Jameson. So let's just make a new version of J. Jonah Jameson. Like, you know, so now the multiverse is like, oh, we can just keep things people like. Because uh, why not? Right? Rescue 9110, I think a part of the success is the age of the characters. Even if they aren't adapting stories one for one, having the characters polished in comics first helps solidify who they are. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I solid point. <laughs> Cosmic Reader, even if the MCU does flop, I could see it make as much money as the Transformers and Fast franchise. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, hasn't it already at this point? At this point, I feel like, yeah, the other thing is with Transformers and Fast Furious, like, there are plenty of them. Like, they're, they're almost as many, you know, so it's not like Fast and the Furious is going to outpace those. They have the same, like, all the same tentpole actors and directors and, like, and, and audience members are the same age. Yeah. So it's, it's just growing the same period as its competition. So, yeah, no, I don't think people are going to be like, well, I'm done with that with Marvel, but I'm going to jump over to Fast Furious. Mm. Like, those dudes are all as old and busted as the Marvel stuff. Like, <laughs> it's not new, you know? Uh, Jace Jensen, uh, do you think do you, do you think it will help that Marvel's uh, movies are a mashup of genres and themes, so each movie is a little different? I don't think they are really that different, but I feel like they feel a little different, and that sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, again, as sometimes the illusion is, you know, as important as the reality. And it saves you money. Yeah. Uh, and and I, mean, Max- I, I mean, I'll give them a little more credit and say, yeah, sometimes you do get a James Gunn yeah. or, you know, a Coogler in there. It's like, no, no, I'm going to actually use this as a vehicle for things I have to say, and I'm going to make it my own. Well, that's the thing. Some of these, some of these directors, the fact is all of them, like I, I've been, I'd say, I, I had been saying this for years. I don't know if I necessarily agree now that we have people like Peyton Reed, but mm. I feel like there are, there is something to be said for the style of the directors that they had, you know, like, mm-hmm. like Joe Johnson directing Captain America is a stroke of genius. Hell yeah. Uh, John Favreau directing Iron Man is a stroke of genius. Uh, James Gunn doing guardians is genius. Do- Joss Whedon making Avengers is genius. Regardless of how you feel about these people now or whatever, him making that first Avengers movie, nobody else could have made that movie. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a Joss Whedon movie. And it still feels consistent with the universe it works on every level. All those movies do, and they still feel like they are made by those people. Yeah, and and so these directors that have a unique voice, and back in the day had something to prove. Mm. Now it's like, well, this Academy Award winning like director who's done who's had no failures is doing this thing. It's like, well, I hope they succeed. You know, as opposed to this like this person who has had who is who is consistent and great and has not had some success and has something to prove and he's hungry and he has mm. something that he needs to give us. That's what you need. The de- Even if Marvel's successful, you need the desperation for success from these people who are artists who have something to say. Like, And also, too, everyone wants to be part of success now, too, where it's like, you know, if I'm an up-and-coming director, even if I'm an established director, if you hear, hey, he's doing the next Marvel movie now, oh, well, my cachet just grew a billion times, didn't it? Right? It, and And most of these people are looking for that anyway. Like they are looking to, to increase the value of their brand. Right. Uh, Media max, the MCU doesn't need original black widow. They have new, better one. Johansson was the worst part of her movie. She's not worth her salary. Well, the thing is 
Scarlett Johansson's salary is not dictated by her success in the Avengers. It was dictated by the fact that she was Scarlett Johansson. Johansson already. The, the highest, most bankable female actor of her time. And, like, I'm not necessarily defending her as much as I'm saying, like, it was it was an incredibly avoidable circumstance. Sure was. I'm not, like, holding out hope that Scarlett Johansson will return. Did I think Black Widow was great? No. Did I enjoy watching it while it was happening? Sure. Hmm. Will I buy Black Widow on Blu-ray? Probably not. Like, did I wish Black Widow was only fifty million dollars and <laughs> was on Madripoor and like we had a like a like a from the back cameo of Wolverine and it was actually about like the underworld and her like maybe saving child uh, traffickers? Like, yeah, that would have been really cool if the Red Room had been destroyed beforehand and all the like surviving. Black Widows that are only half trained were being sold into like the slave trade via Madripoor. And the movie was just about her finding that out and cleaning up the mistakes of her past. Like that would be kind of cool and it wouldn't have cost much to make. And it would have been really neat. And you could have gotten some director who makes noir movies, you know, maybe somebody who said those movies were great. And then suddenly today said they were bad. You know, somebody like, Dennis Villeneuve or or we got the Welsh guy who directed the raid those Malaysian movies we got him or the dude who made dread you know oh yeah yeah. you could have just made dread again like Black Widow is trapped in a building has to fight her way out it's a fight her way out and it's every floor is something cooler and awesomer right and you make it Madripoor so that each floor is its own like snapshot of the MCU and maybe you do a fun theme where like it's nine levels they're the uh, or, or whatever they're the levels of hell and ooh. also the realms and also the phases of marvel like she's fighting through each marvel movie that she was in like there yes you could have done a lot of things with that movie as opposed to just making this thing that's like a send up of Harvey Weinstein for no reason like <laughs> <laughs> See, I kind of like that ass. I'm glad we both saw that. Like, he's Weinstein, right? He is? Okay. Yeah. And, and like, listen. With his evil desk that does evil things. Yeah. I, I think that's an ugly movie, unfortunately. I think the movie, not the, not the subject matter. I think that it's a, it's a bland, uninteresting looking movie that doesn't do anything or anything new. Which, of course, it can't. You know, because it was like... Set, that's a prequel. But, like... If it mattered to her, and it does, but, like, it doesn't matter to me, and I'm her when I'm watching the movie, right? That's the whole goddamn point. But, like, that movie, the movie that I just pitched, where she's fighting through floors, or she's she's saving children from the sex trade, and just don't say sex trade, like... Yeah. Or, fuck it! Though they really heavily implied it in Black Widow, didn't they? But, like, screw it! It's rated R. They're gonna go see it anyway, who gives a shit? Uh, but... They went to see Deadpool. They saw Deadpool! And if you don't think she's bankable, then you might as well just make the the, the least profitable Marvel movie with her in it. I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, I don't really care about that movie. But, you know, she I get why she was paid her salary. Like She mm. makes money. Like yeah. she she is the highest bankable female star. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Whether you like um, it or not. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. That's the thing. Um What's it called? Uh, Jace Jensen. Disney needs to let Pixar make Marvel animated movies. When is that going to be a thing? Honestly, they don't need Pixar anymore. No, well, well, they they already announced that they're like forming like a whole new animation studio. That's just going to be their thing. Now they're going to make animated Marvel movies. And all I could think is like, but you're Disney. Aren't you already an animation at why a, why did it take so long? And why are you outsourcing it to a new place? Yeah. Shouldn't you do that in house? Right. 
like, but I was saying you could get Disney, like the Disney animation people who made like you know Tangled and stuff. Like those those people make grid movies too. You don't need Pixar anymore. Yeah, like, I I don't know, but yes, they do need to do that. Uh, uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a foggy thing. Like he wants more control, where it's like, no, no, no. The Disney animation has they they answer to different bosses and always have. We're going to give you your own animation studio where they can answer to you. Honestly, wouldn't it be? No, you can't do it. I was going to say, wouldn't it be cool get Disney animation and X Men is just CG animated movies? Mm. But they uh, never do it. But that'd be pretty dope. Never do it. Maybe X Factor and X, you know, Galliver can be an animated one. Yeah. You know, the the other X teams can be animated, right? And then you just find out like what actors they're going to approximate. Hell yeah, yeah, you cast the people who would play them live action to do the voices. There you go. Like but, Jeffrey uh, uh, Wright with the Watcher. Yeah. Because, uh, like, come on, did you think he's just going to be in animation, Jeffrey Wright? No, of no, course not. We're going to see him in other shit. That's why we cast a guy you know with a voice you know. Yeah. Who isn't, like, weird looking. You could just put him in a suit. Yeah. Uh, Jam Call X, when do you think Mephisto will come to collect the final <laughs> finger on the monkey paw will curl other metaphors for which I could say the cosmic bill that made the MCU will work will come due? Honestly, uh, if not before... I genuinely feel like the only time that Marvel will fail is if they become complacent, innovate too much, or Feige leaves. Mm, those seem because, to be three. Yeah. They've uh, survived deaths. They've survived other stuff. They've survived, yeah. you know, minor recastings here and there, and, and they've been and, fine. And, and global pandemics. And global pandemics. Again, I think if anything was going to stop them, it would have happened yet, and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're too big to fail or that it's impossible i'm just no saying it's bulletproof like, it, it's it's their it's it's their game to, to lose uh 343 burning legion says i forgot about the iron fist show finn jones and that showrunner absolutely salted the earth for that character sure yeah, did. and it only yeah. got worse when we found out later apparently finn jones refused to actually learn the fight choreography it's like oh well that explains everything why didn't why did you say yes to this freaking job you yeah moron? why did you say yes to the kung fu show if you're not going to do the kung fu I mean, reality is like when it comes to that character, like, listen, I like Iron Fist as much as the next person, Same. if they even know who he is. But like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, now that there's a Shang-Chi movie, it's like, yeah, now it sucks because there's some kind of correlation, you know, between street level kung fu masters. But outside of that, there's a lot of other characters we can make. We don't need to worry about Iron Fist right now. At least we'll always have that season two episode of Luke Cage where Danny showed up and they were the heroes for hire for a minute. I didn't see it. <laughs> it was good. Season two of Luke Cage is genuinely one of the best seasons they ever did because it's thematic. It has one of the best villains. And uh, what is it? Coulter turns in one of his best performances. It's a shame that they couldn't just see what people wanted and then just made the Luke Cage Iron Fist show. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a look at what's coming out. Yeah, what's coming let's, soon? Let's and let's. and show you like so yeah like Marvel's in this weird position. Let's take a look. The next thing is Eternals, the movie. It comes out in November, uh, November fifth. As pretty I pretty soon actually. Yep, it's sooner than we think. Uh, not before Venom though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Eternals, I would never. I, if I were Kevin, the funny thing is with me, Kevin Feige, if I were in his position, I would never have greenlit Eternals. Oh really? It's just one of those things where I'd have been like, let's 
Give me, give me three more teams, and I promise, like we can make an Alpha Flight movie before. We can <laughs> but we got to set up the ancient past, Sal, and the and, and, and the God hierarchy. I don't care about that. But like, we could do that. I, I, from the trailers alone, it's a beautiful looking. I hope that it really not, is. They didn't just they didn't just cherry pick the best shots. I hope it is beautifully shot. I want that kind of innovation. The innovation of not just like, oh, we can do chariots of the gods. We can like play with the idea. Like, you know, we're, we're Disney, but also like, we're willing to make a movie that suggests that like humans were made not by God, but by space monsters. We, you, you see, we're the new religion, Sal, here at Disney. Right. We need God. We're the God. We are now. We've replaced, you see, we used to think we needed God to get people to do what we wanted, but now, now we just have Mickey and Elsa come out and tell the kids what to do and they'll do right. it. Right. Uh, buy our products. But, <laughs> oh, we've replaced God. Oh, <laughs> right. But render unto me now. <laughs> if they want to make, uh, if they want to make some changes and some innovations, if they start like raising the standards of visual for this, of visuals for the it cinematic sure universe, the way they're going with it, that's fine with me. Because they like the 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 end fight in Shang Chi. Surprise! I don't mean to spoil it for you, Joel, but there's a big right. fight at the end of the movie. Uh, you don't say, right? Uh, which, see, by I the way, they, see, I thought they were going to talk it out. Yeah, which I will. I, I hope Guardians Three ends that way. They just talk it out. <laughs> they just talk it out. That's what I want. I was. That's how good Guardians One was. I genuinely thought that Star Lord was going to make Ronan the Accuser laugh and make him stop. He's going to dance, battle him into submission. <laughs> I thought he was going to dance, and Ronan like finds his humanity and laughs, and like I was just like, <laughs> wow, how fucking bold. And then it's like, nah, they just hold hands. But uh, so, but if, if this if, the, if this raises the bar and makes the movies more beautiful, I'm all for it. Raises our expectations and our uh, our our, our ex yeah our expectations for these movies. Like, hey, no more last battles of Black Panther. Yeah, no more bland it was, ass. It was cool, but we already movie. did it. I want I want these movies to look good. Uh, then we get Hawkeye, November twenty fourth. So yes, we saw the trailer. It's a Christmas show now. Holy later, shit! We get we get Die Hard with bows and arrows. Which I am totally fine with. Love me some Haley Steinfeld. Yes, yes, please, please give it to me now. <laughs> She's great. Uh, we don't need, like, at this point, as much as I enjoy Jeremy, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, we don't need Jeremy Renner to be the oldest current status Avenger. I feel that. So you think they're going to kill him on this one, or you think he's going to ride off into the sunset with his family? I think he's going to ride off so that he can show up in Secret Wars. But like, I, I do. I don't want him to die. I just want like because every time they introduce the family, I'm like, oh my god. Like, I want him to get home to his family at the end. I want and and now that Kate Bishop is here, yeah, he can be like, there's no way you'll talk me out of retirement now. <laughs> my work is done. Like, I got my family back. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm like, fine. Which is a nice, healthy way to leave it, y'all. Yeah, I, I think that's fine with me. Also, but we're again, getting tracksuit Draculas and uh, the clown, and I'm a little disappointed I didn't get stunt cast as a tracksuit Dracula. I wore all those tracksuits for nothing. <laughs> I don't think you were wearing them for auditioning. I think you were no. just wearing them because they're comfortable. It is. But uh, Hawkeye, show. So we got movie, show. New show is just going to be like Falcon Winter Soldier. It's a movie. Yeah, that we just split up into smaller things. We'll have some fun scenes. We'll probably have one creative down episode where ooh, maybe we'll go in a completely different direction and do something you didn't even expect because this is TV and we can do that. Yeah, yeah. I I feel I feel this this sense that um, while you don't you know you don't need to make a Hawkeye movie, they could if this show is successful. But mm. rather than that, I think we're gonna get 
a new Avengers movie. That's going to be the young Avengers. Oh yeah. Like these shows are the setup. Like these shows are the phase one again Mm -hmm. for young Marvel. Yep, definitely. So the next thing after that is Spider-Man No Way Home, which comes out like a week later. (laughs) Holy shit. These are coming really close. Spider-Man No Way Home movie tentpole classic Avengers plus Spider-Man ramifications. God only knows it's two studios working together, so it can't be that important, but it might Again, be really it's, important. Again, it, 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 it's a little worrisome where it's like, okay, I, I love you, Tom Holland. I love all this other stuff. Okay, let's see what's going on here. Okay, you're bringing back the other guys from the other movie. I mean, if the, if that's what it takes for Sony not to take their ball and go home, I yeah. guess it's fine. Yeah, I, I don't... I wanted a Spider-Man movie that was him in New York fighting Doing stuff. Craven. Same. <sighs> fine. This is I, this is our compromise, everyone. This is your divorced parents' compromise. Instead, it's just the biggest Spider-Man movie ever made with ever everything made. ever. Okay, fine, but make make quiet. There's no way they're ever going to make a quiet Spider-Man movie. No, I guess that which is a shame. So, yeah, but but he can take it easy in the next one, right? Right, like that's what I want. Spider-Man three or four. Oh my god, Spider-Man four. I want it to just be Craven's Peter. Last Hunt. <laughs> that's calm Craven's last time just, he, you know he's trying to settle in this asshole in a loincloth shoots him he's buried in the ground his, his supporting cast is sad he breaks out he beats the shit out of this guy and also vermin like I'll take vermin that'd be kind of neat do, do, I was gonna say are we gonna even get Craven because they are threatening to do a Craven movie do we have to live with that now yes that is, that, that movie is gonna be made because Morbius <laughs> is a movie that is made and it's coming out in January. <laughs> and Morbius and Craven are going to be in Spider-Man Beyond as we've already said. Great. I love Spider-Man. they put I love they put them in the trailer and also Bushwhacker. I'm like, man, what a weird 2021 where I'm more excited to see Bushwhacker than I am to see the other two. And he's there because there's a Moon Knight show, but we'll get to that. Oh shit, uh, so that's right. Then supposedly late 2021 is when Ms. Marvel comes out. So yes. if the, if, if the dates are to be believed, it's November 5th, Eternals, two weeks later, Hawkeye, two weeks later, no way home. So maybe two weeks later. So like December 31st or whatever. We'll mm. get to is, yeah. These are also going to be shows too. So we're going to be keep watching. Exactly. Them. And Ms. Marvel setting up the next thing, next movie, next Avengers. Um, it, I, yeah, that's right. Ms. Marvel will set up the Marvel's movie. Yes, that's right, because we're going into that as well. Uh, then uh, March 25th, so we're going to take... We're going to wait for Sony to dump their garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then in spring, you can see Doctor Strange 2. Then uh, May that year, so like March, April, so two months later, Thor. Now, no shows. No, at this time, by the looks of it, but I'm sure they'll announce more. Yeah. Thor, May 6th, She-Hulk that year. Right, the show. So maybe She-Hulk will drop between Doctor Strange 2 and Thor. It sure seems that way. Now they like to have a show to keep you on the line in between the movies. Supposedly, Black Panther 2 will come out that will come out this July. We still don't know what's going on there, though. Right? Then the Marvels that November. So less than a year after Ms. Marvel premieres, we will get the movie with all the Marvels. In it. What a, what a fucking Swiss watch they've built for themselves here. So these are all movies except for she Hulk, which will be like the dark horse that will pop up somewhere. Yeah. And explain why Bruce Banner looks so goddamn old in, uh, Oh, never mind. Uh, so then the guardians, of the galaxy holiday special. Yeah. Christmas. Which I'm very excited for. I can't wait. Uh, so that's Christmas. Who knows? 
then Ant-Man and the Wasp the following year. So then that's the Quantumania. Quantumania, Guardians 3, Fantastic Four is nobody knows, but there's nothing in the summer of July. Or there's no there's no summer of 2023. But that's definitely going to change because you think they're going to sit out the summer? Right. Well, and then there's Cap, Blade, Deadpool, right, maybe, course. The Moon Knight Show, Secret Invasion, Iron Heart, Armor Wars, I Am Groot. That Fantastic Four movie at some point as well. We, we we don't know, but this seems to be the new normal. Is is the the MCU is going to be movies and shows, and they're 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 bouncing back and forth, and like the shows, they're gonna. I, I feel like the shows, they're just like here are the shows. You're watching the shows, and then they go. We're gonna reinforce those shows mm, with big movies, and that like, helps. Ms. Mar or Captain Marvel, that movie made money. I think it made a billion. So yeah. it's like worthy of a sequel. And I think that's going to be the new normal where it's like if the movie makes a billion, you get a sequel. If it doesn't get a get a billion, you, you get, get a, a show. show or you get a ensemble movie. There you go. Which, as we have seen with uh, Thor Ragnarok, those can do pretty freaking good sometimes. I want those. Yeah. That's I'm in like I'm ready for that. I am like, you know, Shang-Chi was fun and I enjoyed it. It was actually really important that it happened. And if you want to do that, and you want to get those like movies where it's like, here's something for everybody. Here's something for like, you know, your particular mm -hmm. group. And it's like, that's not that's nice. That's nice. But like, I, I'm done with the origin movies. And I think everyone else is, too. So just make Marvel comics now. Like, just make them. Mm -hmm. They're all in there. Every, not, And it doesn't have to be an Avengers movie. You know, like Ant-Man won there's no reason why Falcon couldn't have just been in the movie after. Yeah. That. For longer like, than he was. It was fun. And I'm, I was a great trailer and it was, a, or it was a great like scene and it's really fun and it set up their relationship in the future. And that's pretty cool. But there's no reason for him to have not been in the movie for the rest of the time. It's not like Anthony Mackie commanded an insane price tag. It's not like his suit is crazy expensive to render. It's not like he couldn't have been there. Like, and, and, and I'm not saying that these need to be these buddy cop movies every time, but I am saying that I, I would, do like a good buddy cop movie. <laughs> yeah, that I am ready for these movies to just be ensemble pictures from now on. And if you're not going to do that, what are you effing waiting for? Because that's just comics, right? Every comic we read is basically a goddamn ensemble piece. At this point, yeah. And so, like, just just do that. Like, don't waste our time. Um, jumping back into the super chats really quick. Uh, Quiggles Scribbles says, <laughs> "Give me MCU X Men. That's the spark they need." It's coming, and and they have that. They have that in their back pocket, where it's like, "Look, oh hey, is business starting to slow down a little bit? Uh, break glass." <laughs> yeah, Joey Amorum gives us a thumbs up. Thank you very much, Joey. Jumping back to the X Men thing, there is no X Men announced. No, twenty twenty three, two years. You're not even the. We're in you no rush to do X-Men. We're fine. We want people to forget about the Fox stuff. I guess. Uh, uh, when is the uh, Insomniac uh, Wolverine, Wolverine game coming? Game I don't think out. they have a date. I think they only have that it's in development. But you're right. With the multimedia, they probably want that shit to line up, don't they? They're expecting the, movie, the game to drop in 2024. Okay. So probably get ready to hear some word. Exactly. The Spider-Man video game drops 2023. We'll probably get some kind of thing in 2023 we'll see what happens with spider-man but i think that the wolverine game is gonna be the harbinger of the wolf of, of the x-men and the mcu the x-men return and i and i think it's gonna be like we we just ran we just ran down their, their phase four and like they're like nah, fantastic four probably probably we made a logo yeah 
But Blade's doing it. You like him. Yeah, Blade. Blade made money before and was huge. You're not making a, a, a Magneto movie or a, or a Wolverine movie or a Mystique movie? No, nothing? Just, just, just We can Blade? make those whenever we want. Right. So I'm thinking... That's what happens when you control your whole uh, catalog of characters again. We can do it whenever. So I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking the Wolverine game, everyone will be talking about Wolverine. The game will be successful. The game will be fun. Everybody's going to enjoy it. And then they'll go, X-Men coming summer 2025 get hyped get hyped now and that's it's four years from now but it will but for them they can start casting now yeah which i'm sure they already are i'm sure they've already written spec scripts oh no doubt no doubt. i mean hell that was another idea we almost had for this episode it's like hey uh that wolverine game got me thinking should we uh, should we pitch our own entries into the marvel cinematic universe and what our x-men would look mm, like <laughs> probably uh, Jace Jensen, Sal says, I want a calm Spider-Man movie. Let's do Craven's Last Hunt. Craven's Last Hunt. Craven blasts his head off with a shotgun wearing a black spider suit. Huh. He, just, he shoots it with a dart gun. <laughs> it looks like a shotgun, but it's not. Uh, that That is a quiet movie. That is a quiet book. The book is, it's raining. He's, 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 he's antsy. He goes out. He gets buried. Like, there's not a lot happening in that movie. I mean, like, or in that book. And... It's it's atmospheric and it's spooky and it's not it's unlike any other Spider-Man comic you'll ever read. Vermin's in there eating people. Yeah, I am so okay with that. Uh, Cosmic Reader, I'm so excited for Fantastic Four. Me too, because it opens up the world in a whole new way. It's going to be good this time. Yeah, ironically, ironically, we're getting a Fantastic Four movie probably within a closer time. There will be a Fantastic Four and an X-Men in the MCU in closer proximity than any of those franchises to the Avengers. Yeah. Thinking about that, when Fox had those franchises, they were going to arbitrarily slap them together to make their own cinematic yes, universe. Yes, they were. Ironically, we'll probably get an MCU Fantastic Four X-Men crossover before they ever got a chance to do it. I'm sorry, you, you, uh, you muted. Keep 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 trying. Okay, you, you. I'll read a super chat while you're getting back to it. Uh, what was it? Jam call X. I would like to see an MCU movie without a huge amount of CGI, especially as part of a third act. I was thinking Shang Chi was going to be that at first. Me too. I thought that was going to happen. It wasn't. I don't think you can make. I don't think they're ever going to make a Marvel movie without that. When I was doing my air drumming, I hit the table so hard my mic got unplugged. I do that all the time. So don't feel <laughs> bad. But yeah, I, I think you're absolutely uh, yeah. I don't think we're going to get an MC. I don't think you're going to get an X-Men movie that isn't that ridiculous CGI fight at the end. The closest thing you'll... You I, I, you know, it's funny. I just thought, oh, maybe Blade won't end with that. And I'm like, nope, there's going to be a huge army horde of vampires. <laughs> He's yeah. going to have an army The vampire, vampire nation. Hunters. He's going to fight them all. Yeah. Yeah. And he will he will team up with the Dark Stalkers or the Night Stalkers. Like, yeah, I think it's the Night Stalkers. The, the Midnight Suns. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Midnight Suns is the superhero team. No, no, no. The Night Stalkers. Right. Animal King, of course. Maybe Elsa Bloodstone. Be very, very small. By the right, way, the, the, the Midnight Suns is your paranormal Avengers you build up to. Yes, which they could, except they have Jared Leto as Morbius. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll That's see fine. how Morbius does. Uh, I mean, how do we think it's gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I I know I'm gonna eat crow because Venom made a billion. I know, but I know. I don't think actually I don't think Venom made a billion. I think it made almost a billion. But the the point is. It succeeded. 
So we'll see how Venom 2 turns out. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, we're, we're 30 minutes past the hour. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. I want to give a special thank you to our Super Chatters who sponsored this episode. If you want to help us out, you can always do so by subscribing or go to patreon.com slash compop and listen to uh, Joel and I talk a little bit longer. We're going to talk for another couple of minutes. Yes. I'm going to keep it short for him. I don't want to waste his time. But like oh, we're going to talk fine. a little bit over there uh, just and, and contribute to a podcast that is just for Patreon called One Shots. It will only be there. It's only ever been there. Uh, so uh, if, you, if you're interested in exclusivity, that's over there. The Real Manos, my pitch for a non-CG Marvel movie, My Dinner with Wolverine. <laughs> Genius. Hey, Bob, what are we eating tonight? Mm, cutting it with my claws. <laughs> you killed someone with those yesterday. Did you wash those? No, no, no. They just get cleaned with my juices on the inside of my arms. <laughs> see, it's, see, it's antiseptic. Also, I, I don't get sick like regular people do. I've never no, thought about that way. The diseases are still on your claws. No, no. Adamantium is so, like... <laughs> it's so, advanced so science sharp. fiction. We don't get uh, we don't get anything. Germs but, don't live on it because reasons. Yeah, no, you're gross, Wolverine. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us and, and indulging uh, our our uh, exploration of this concept. Mm. We'll see you guys next time. We'll then a new episode. Maybe next time I will actually have a car again, so I can actually go to the studio where I won't be inundated by yeah. cats. <laughs> but uh, that's the best episode ever. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, they don't get to be on here anymore. <laughs> but uh, all right, everybody, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you next time here on the uh, on Comic Pop Returns. <laughs>